0: Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Ramadan mubarak to you and yours. This Ramadan, as we all gather to share a meal with our loved ones, we need to remember those in Gaza who are also gathering to share a meal with so many who aren't there that were just there a year ago. Since October the 7th, the Human Development Fund has assisted over 200,000 people in Gaza, providing them with essential aid such as food baskets, water, hot meals, winter items, shelter, hygiene kits, and baby formula. Your generous contributions are making a significant impact, especially in Rafah. Let's sustain this momentum and continue providing crucial support during this sacred and blessed month. Please visit hdfund.org slash alam. That's hdfund.org slash Qalam, Q-A-L-A-M to learn more about our global reach this Ramadan and choose where you'd like to direct your support during this blessed month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this month a time of mercy, solace, acceptance, and triumph for the Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And may Allah continue to use all of us as a means and never replace us. Ameen, Ya Rabbil
1: Alameen. as alaykum wa rahmatullah everybody and welcome home. For the past few years, we've always started our programs with this statement and we mean it because community is a place that we all should call home. A place that gives us peace, a place that gives us tranquility and a place that we know is gonna be there. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes faith in the Quran, He mentions stability as being a requirement for faith to grow. Asluha thabit, that its roots are firm and its branches grow to the sky. If we don't have stability, if we don't have permanence, if we don't know that something is going to be there for us, then our faith won't be able to grow. This is why when the Prophet ﷺ came to Medina and made the migration, the Hijrah with his companions, at that moment, when they arrived at their new permanent home, he said the beautiful phrase, Salam," Spread peace. Why? Because peace can be attained now that we have a place that we can call home. For the past five years, Roots has been able to be a part of so many people's lives, Alhamdulillah, by the grace of Allah. And we're so honored to have that be a part of our legacy. But we've been doing it in temporary spaces. We've been doing it in hotel banquet halls, in masjid side rooms, in people's living rooms at home, and in temporary lease spaces where when we were signing the lease, we knew that this was not gonna be there forever. But that can change. By the favor of Allah, with our foundational organization Qalam, we've been able to find this beautiful property here in Carrollton, Texas, that will be the permanent location and facility for the Roots community space. A place where everybody can feel that tranquility and have that growth of faith that Allah Ta'ala tells us about. We need your help to close on this property. We need you to generously donate and contribute whatever you can, adding your name to this list of people that will help build and construct a permanent home for us to build the model community following the example of the Prophet Muhammad in Medina. Help us make this dream a reality. Visit rootsdfw.org slash home.
2: Uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this a gathering by which uh, we get closer to him a gathering by which we increase our knowledge of him. Um, and um, specifically, we increase our understanding and knowledge of the journey of the soul. Um, the journey that began uh, before we even were born into this world. Um, that journey that began when our souls were born, blown into the fetus of our, that was in our mother's womb. Um, that soul is a reality, right? And the Prophet Alaihi Wasallam He's taught us in detail about the journey that that soul is going to go through. Um, and what we're realizing is that through the teaching of the prophet, what we know is we're only in one part of that journey, right? We're only in one stage of that journey. Um, and we have another stage that is before us. Um, and there's so many details about that stage. Um, this was particularly a, um, a trying, uh, emotionally trying week because... Uh, we did the class last uh, last uh, Wednesday, which started, and then on Friday, you know, we prayed the janazah of Imam Kashif's 12-year-old daughter, um, and she passed away, rahimahullah. Um, and, you know, they say the lightest caskets are the heaviest ones, right? Um, and so it, just, it was just such a reminder to accompany her to the grave and to place her in that grave and realize that she's... She's going to that next stage of that journey that all of us have to go through. Um, If there's one thing in doubt, um, it's the fact that death is real and we all must face it. Um, So we started last week and we're going to continue this our second session of the journey of the soul. So I'm going to continue. Imam Qurtubi, he has this next section which talks about um, the importance of visiting the graves. So last week, we talked about the importance of remembering death um, and how it's, it's so important for us. It invigorates our ibadah. It makes us do tawbah or turn to Allah quicker. Um, and we talked about how important it is. Um, so there's one more thing before we actually start the process of a person passing away. Um, he says, listen closely, the scholars, they say, Laysa he says, there is nothing more beneficial the scholars say there is nothing more beneficial for your heart than to visit the graveyard especially if the hearts are hard-hearted um listen it is so important for us to realize how valuable a soft heart is a soft heart is a heart that when it gets the reminder it takes it it absorbs it in um when it hears something that shakes it up it allows itself to be shaken um i kid you not yo i kid you not we as a community have to have to be okay with emotions um, it was Friday, it was the janazah, and I'm sitting in the front row. I'm, I'm right in the front, right? And, um, and I'm waiting, we're waiting, everyone's waiting. Sheikh Yasser, is there all these different, you know, everyone's there. The masjid is packed. And all of a sudden, the hearse pulls up, and Imam Kashif gets out, right? Imam Kashif gets out. And so everyone stands, and now I'm into the masjid, rahimahullah. May Allah elevate her status. And at that point just realizing that a father is about to lead the janazah on, the, uh, on, on, the, on his daughter, right? If you have little sisters, you know, if you have your own children, like, this thing is heavy. This thing is heavy, what's going on right now? And so, you know, I, I start to break down a little bit, right? And I can hear Imam Saleh, uh, Salah from Frisco. He's right behind me, and my man's crying like a baby. He's weeping. But there's one uncle who's like, who's like, yo, be quiet, patient up, man up, man up, right? And what's crazy to me is we as a community have misunderstood what patience means in these tough moments. To cry and let your heart weep with sorrow is nothing wrong with that as a community. And for some reason, we brought this baggage over that you got to be rough in these moments, yo. You got to be tough, especially for men, especially for men. If somebody sees you crying, they're like, yo, 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 what are you doing? And I kid you not, what's ironic is Shuyuk had just given a talk because like, we were waiting, and he was talking about how it's OK to cry. And minutes later, somebody was like nudging us, like, yo, stop crying. Stop crying. Keep that in. Keep that in. And I think it's important for us to understand. One of my brothers uh, from Minnesota, he came up to me one day, and he's like, yo, Shake, yo, your next book has to be about it's OK to cry i was like why he was like man my grandmother passed away and i'm from a certain community and my father was like yo stop what are you doing you got to be strong you can't let it out and unfortunately man that's 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 unfortunate because when we look at the prophet it's the exact opposite he said totally fine and i think that's something as a community we really got to realize that it's okay to cry and so what he says here he says and the reason i brought that up is because When you fight yourself from crying for a long time, the heart starts to get hard. You start to get desensitized from these sensitive things. You don't get affected by anything anymore. And so the objective, one of the things we strive for as believers is a soft heart, a soft heart. right? And so what he says here, he says, there is nothing more beneficial for your heart than to visit the graveyard. He says, especially if you have a hard heart. Now, he goes on a little tangent, but I think it's well it, it helps us a lot. He goes, if you have a hard heart, there's a lot of people that complain like, yo, my heart is hard. Like, I can't cry. I don't feel nothing. He says, if you have a hard heart, there are, there are four things you can do to heal your heart. There are four things you can do to soften your heart. He says, number one, Drop whatever you're involved in and dip out Drop what you're doing and go to the places of remembrance. Go to the lectures, go to the talks, go to the halaqah. Drop what you're doing and be in those places. Why should you be there? When you sit in the gathering of awliya of Allah, and the scholars, they say, if there's 40 believers, one person's a wali. So we got like, I don't know how many of y'all wali's up in here. But if there's 40 people gathered, one of them is a wali. Just sitting in the presence of those people, uh, what's his name? See, the Ahmad Zarruq. He says, one of the ways you heal yourself, this is crazy, y'all. He says, one of the ways you heal yourself, he says, It's so, breathing in the air, <laughs> it was COVID, kind of post-COVID, but breathing in the air of sincerity by sitting around those people. So you might be sitting next to a dude, right? You might be sitting next to a dude who's a wali of Allah. You don't even talk to him, but you sit next to each other. <sighs> And you just, and all of a sudden you leave the it's like, yo, I feel kind of good, yo, I don't know what it was. So the, the reason I'm saying that is it's important for us to, to be in the gatherings of righteousness. So the first thing he says is drop what you're doing and, 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 and be in those gatherings of righteousness. Number two, Dhikrul Mot. we talked about that yes, last week remembering, reminding, thinking about your mortality, that you're not going to be here forever. hadim Remember often the thing that just shatters pleasure, right? And we talked about what that means, shatter last week. And then he says, he says, there was a woman who came to Aisha and she complained that her heart was too hard. So Aisha said to her what her husband had taught her. She said, أَكْثِرِ al mawt Think about your death more. Think about... It'll make your heart soft. She went, she left, she did that for a while, she came back. She said, jazakallah khair, it worked. So the next thing, number three, and this is a harder one. So so the word, and this is a great segue actually. The word for a person who's passing a bed in Arabic is, is a muhtadar. And it comes from the Arabic word hadara like halar when you say, I'm here. And the reason they use that word is because there, there, there are people present or beings present that nobody else sees. So the person who's in that state, that they're, they're, they're leaving the world on that deathbed, they're called muhtadhar because there are things present around them that everyone is, isn't woke to and can't see. So he says the third thing that will make the things we run away from, the third thing that will make your heart soft is to be around people that are passing that are leaving that are passing away that are passing away go see that relative go see that grandparent be around that person man and he narrates that has to visit a person who was sick and when he got there he realized oh my goodness he's actually passing away he was there he spent time there he went home and and his wife he was like yo food's ready he's like yo I'm not even hungry no more I'm not even hungry I'm good Why? Because being in the presence of that person who was transitioning to that next reality that we all face, it hits hard. So that's number three. And then he says, look, he goes, If your heart is hard, you got to do these three things. And this will help you cure that what you have in your heart, that hard heartedness. But he goes, look, but if those don't work, he says, Faziaratul He says, go to the graveyard, yo. Go to the graveyard. But he says, you gotta make sure you go in the right state of mind. You know, one of the things about the graveyards here, like they look real nice. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, they like you look they look real nice. He's like, no, when you go to the grave, look what he says. He goes, Liman ala ziyadat, ziyarati. Whoever goes. Make sure you go with the right etiquette, with the right frame of mind. Bring your mind, your heart present. Like, why am I here? What am I focusing on? Going there there with a a purpose. And he says, this fourth thing, and we're going to move on to the next thing. He goes, this fourth thing, visiting the graveyard, is actually better than number three. What was number three? What was number three? Being around a person. past. He's like, how often do you come across that occasion? But how easy is it for you to actually go and walk and go and sit at the graveyard and actually reflect? And um, so last time I was in Maryland, um, uh, we went to just visit fam, right? And um, it was the first time I had, we had gone back since um, our grandmother had passed away. And uh, so the first thing we actually did was go to the graveyard, right? And um, you know, you go, you sit there at the grave. And like the last time you saw this person, they were there with you, like flesh, warm, you hugged them, you know what I mean? She used to always make du'as for us. That's all she did was make du'as for us, man. That's it. Like anything you say, she's making du'a, making du'a, making du'a. And um, so I'm sitting at her grave and uh, we're just reflecting on her. And and then I noticed, subhanAllah, that there was a sheikh, Sheikh Abdul Mateen. He was well known in the Virginia area. He used to go around giving khutbas all the time everywhere. His grave was literally like she was at his feet. So, so I looked up and I was like, whose grave is And I realized it was Sheikh. And so I said, Salam, but it just broke me because I'm here talking to grandma, like, SubhanAllah, making dua for her. And then I look over and it's as if Sheikh is sitting right there, like, Yo, what about me? And I said, Salam. And when I said, Salam, it just like broke me down because I'm like, man, this is where we're going. And so all the petty stuff, all the small arguments we be having, All the small stuff like it doesn't matter once you go to that graveyard and you realize this is where we're going this is what it's all about and so that's his last advice before we actually um, start this journey so now let's begin the journey of death he says the next thing to realize is that before death comes death sends messengers I want you to pay close attention to each of these stages death sends messengers he says Wurida fil for those in the book is page 199 Wurida fil is narrated that some of the anbiya they, they asked the angel of death yeah if the brothers in the front can move forward like cuz they're getting squished in the back there So he narrates this narration that some of the anbiya narrate that they asked the angel of death do you have any um, messengers? They're asking the angel of death. Do you have any messengers that you sinned before? Now, the reason why I think this, this section is important is because low-key death ain't sudden. Yes, it hits suddenly. Yes, there are sudden times. But low-key, there's a lot of things that are sent our way to really wake us up. But we're sleeping. And we're not paying attention. So when I read this, it was like, I want to share this with everyone. So they asked death, do you have any messengers that you send ahead? And so ala minka, So that people could be on guard about you. Na'am, death goes, yeah, I do. Wallahi li, rasool, rasool kathira. I got a lot of messengers I send y'all's way. He says uh, sickness, he says, old age, white hair, humum. You know, when those white hairs come, your wifey plucks, be like, I see a white hair, He's like, yeah, ain't white. I ain't, I ain't, what you seeing? You can't see good, right? They start coming, man, wake up. There's a verse, waja'akumun nadir. There's a verse, waja'akumun nadir. Many of the mufassirin, they say nadir means a warner. When the warner comes to you, the warner, many of the mufassirin say, it's white hair. It's white hair. It's like, yo, wake up worries worries anxiety <laughs> when you can't hear is good you know what i mean you'd be calling your dad like baba he don't hear you right like that's a sign right there the, the, the angel of death said that's one of my signs like i'm telling you ahead of time i'm on my way he goes eyesight you gotta keep up and you gotta keep up in the uh, number you know what i mean keep up in the number he goes, if these people get these, the, the death angel says, look, these messengers come. But if these messengers come and you don't do Toba, when I come and take you, I say to you, أَلَمْ أَقْدِمْ إِلَيْكَ رَسُولًا Didn't I tell you I was coming? Didn't I send a messenger before me? فَأَنَا Now this is the crazy part. Death goes, but I'm the messenger, there's no messenger after, yo. I'm the one, there's no one after me. That's it. It's time to go now. Every day that the sun rises and sets, the angel of death calls out. This hit me hard. Oh, people who are 40 years old. Time to start packing your bags, yo. You'll start packing. What you doing? When we 40, I, I'm almost at 40, so I can talk about this. When you at 40, you feel like you're like 22. And all y'all be looking at me like, that dude old, yo. <laughs> Dang, what is life going to be like when I'm his age? You know what I mean? But for me, I'm like, yo, we chilling. We got a good 40 left, right? SubhanAllah. The shabab who are like 16, 17, they looking at me like, yo, you got one foot in, homie. Why are you trying to do all those push-ups for? Her? You got one foot in, man. But when you're going through it, you don't feel that way. And so this, this warner is heavy. Arba'in hit me. I'm like, man, what's she talking? Why are you calling Arba'in for? Yeah, خمسين, ستين, like call the older, not me. But that's real. Your, your limbs are all strong, but it's coming. Ya Oh, 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 people who are fifty. Time to get your stuff ready. It's time to go. And then and then he recites a verse. Like I just said, not we haven't we given you enough life? Allah says, haven't we given you enough life for you to take a warning for those who want to take a warning? So look, the point is, we've we've been given the reminders. You've been given enough life to realize that we're on our way out, we won't be here forever, and uh, it's time to get ready, it's time to get ready. So he moves on, let's move to the next stage of this journey. The next stage of the journey is, he says, don't ever, as a person is getting close to death, remember, we're on this journey, so I want you to actually envision this. This person is, is getting sick or this person is, 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 is terminal illness. It's you. You're there. You're getting closer to death. You see it's coming. You realize it. He says, psychologically, where should you be at? Hear me out. The Prophet ﷺ was jabber says, I heard the Prophet ﷺ say, قَبَلَ وَفَاتِهِ بِثَلَاثَةِ أَيَّامٍ Three days before the Prophet passed away. What did he say? لَا billah. First thing I want you to understand about passing. The Prophet said, don't leave the world except that you have a good thought or expectation about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do y'all understand what that means though? That means that despite what you've done wrong, despite the major sins that all of us in this room have, that we would be ashamed before Allah, despite all of that, as you leave the world, the Prophet said, you must have a good assumption that Allah will treat you right. That Allah will be merciful with you. That Allah will overlook everything that you did. And so the Prophet he said, you cannot leave the world except that you have a good assumption about, um, about, about how Allah will treat you. The Prophet once walked in. There was a young boy who was actually passing away. Ibn Majah narrates, the Prophet walked in Alashab wa huwa fi mawt. There's this young boy, he's passing away. Everyone can tell he's passing away. Faqala, the Prophet sallam said, kayfa tajiduk? He's like, how you feel, young man? How you feel? What's up? And the, and the young boy, he goes, arjullah ya rasulullah wa He goes, I have hope ya, ya rasulullah. I'm hopeful, but I'm, I'm fearful for my sins. But I'm hopeful. He said that first. Faqala rasul sallam, This is beautiful. Never forget this hadith. The Prophet said Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will never treat a servant that thinks the way this boy is thinking except that he will do exactly what this person wants. What will he do? He He will give him what he hopes for and protect him from what he is fearful of. So for, that's the advice right there. And why is that advice beautiful? That advice is beautiful because later when we talk about the people surrounding that person passing away, now you know what to say to that person. It don't matter who they are. It don't, I don't care how they live their life. At that moment, your job is to let them know that Allah is ghafoor rahim Right now in the dunya, we could be like, yo, man, you could go to hell for that. We could be serious. We could be hard here. We could be like, yo, come on, wake up. But at that moment, right there, when this person is just about to go over and traverse into that next stage, that's the moment all we focus on is hope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So having a good opinion about, uh, about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next section. This person is now uh, on their deathbed. This person is now on their deathbed. The Prophet wasallam he called it sakarat. The Qur'an calls it sakarat. Saqarat means um they, the pangs of death, the, the 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 difficulty of that moment. This is a hadith in Bukhari. Listen closely. Aisha radiallahu she says the Prophet وسلم, was laying down, he's on top of me, and I could feel the heat from his body. In front of the Prophet وسلم, was a, a, a bowl of water. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Fajala Filma. The said, he's passing away on the chest of his wife. He would reach into the water and then he would take the water and he would wipe it on his face. He would wipe it on his face. And he would say, La ilaha illallah, inna sakarat. He would say, La ilaha illallah, is hard. Death is hard. Death is hard. Death is hard. It's not easy. And um, see, what we have to understand is, um, the same way that baby in the womb doesn't want to come out, the same way this soul has got so used over the last 50 years of being in this body that it, it, it kind of doesn't want to come out. So it has that reluctance. Even the believing soul has a bit of a reluctance. It wants to hold back because of the unknown what's there. And so it, it, there's, this, there's this difficulty of the separation that, that is taking place. And so the prophet said to him he's wiping his head and he says, this is hard, this is hard. And then he lifted up his hand and, and he passed away. رحيمه, or, uh, Aisha says this, and this is what I want us to understand. Aisha says, After seeing the Prophet pass away, I never felt bad for a person who had a hard death. This is important. This is really, really important. You know, you, y'all know Ahmed Didad, right? Come on, I know he's before your time, but yo, it's old school. OG. No? All right, check him out on YouTube. Ahmed did a lot of dawah. Check his YouTube videos out. He ripping up Jimmy Swagger and stuff, right? Right. So, But when he passed away, he had a hard death. Like, like it was hard. And, and, and a lot of like Christians would be like, oh, you see, there it is. That's why he had a hard death, because he died on that wrong religion or whatever. Aisha goes, no, 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 no. After I saw the Prophet pass away, I know death is hard on everybody. And Imam Kurtubi says this, Sometimes Allah gives a person a harder death, why? Y'all know why, somebody tell me. To lift up their status, to remove some of that, those sins that remained. There's, and, and he, Qurtubi even says that you there's even cases where Allah gives the, the one who doesn't know him, believe in him, love him, an easy death. Why? So that they get all their reward in the dunya. But the person who still had some sins left, Death might be a little difficult, might be a bit pain. Right? And so this is what she says. She goes, Ma tu ahadan bihoni She she goes, I was never jealous of anyone having an easy death after I saw the way the Prophet passed away. She says, and this is beautiful, and this is the thing about transitions. Every transition in life is hard. You get a new job, that's hard. You move to a new state, that's hard. A baby coming into the world is hard. What do you think about this transition to the next realm? It's hard. And that's why? That's why you need good company. That's why you need good people around you. What do you do when you move? You hit the yo, you're like, yo, yo, homie. I'm moving. Right? They answer or don't answer, whatever. But the point is, any transi- transition, you need people close to you that'll help you. And so this brings us to this next point that um, so actually I'm going to come back to that later. I want to, I'll look at one more hadith. The Prophet in another hadith about the difficulty of death. The Prophet he said, uh, beautiful narration. Listen to this. I'm, a, I'm going to read the hadith again and I want you to, uh, I'll translate it. The Prophet ﷺ said, the translation is this. The believer passes away with, with sweat on their brow. With sweat on their brow. Now, majority of the scholars, they translate that, they go, because it's hard, it's not easy. Hence, the Prophet putting his hand in that cold water, wiping his face, because death is hard. Now, but I read something so beautiful. One of the scholars goes, uh-uh, no, no, no. Here's another way to look at this hadith. Whenever you about to meet somebody you ain't met before, uh-huh, homie smiled right away. Hey, what why are you smiling? You don't even know yet, bro. What you talking about? You shouldn't be smiling yet, man. You know what I mean? Homie, you know what I mean, brother? You know? Huh? You're washing up, cleaning up, getting ready. Before you meet someone you've never met, that you look forward to, that you've been waiting so long to meet, you can't help but sweat. You put extra deodorant on that day extra extra because you start to sweat a little you start to sweat so some subhanallah one of the scholars says no the reason why the believer is sweating is not because of the pain but because they're shy they're about to meet Allah for the first time they're about to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the first time so when I read that I was like man beautiful 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 okay um, so about the people around so this person is now on the deathbed Imam Kurtubi explains, and this is where the, the, the function is at this point, I want you to see yourself because Imam Kurtubi, on page 158, he says, nafsaka." When he says that, en- envision yourself. In order for this to be truly effective on your heart, you truly have to actually envision yourself going through what I'm about to describe. If you just sit here and look at me, it's not going to serve the function. You have to envision yourself, your name, you right there, your mother, your sister, all those, those are your peeps around you. Envision what he says. He goes, nafsaka ya maghrur. Oh, you who have been deceived for so long, Mikayo, envision yourself. Wa bikal and now the pain of death is coming at you. It's hitting you. You feel it. And now you 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 hear yourself groaning because of the pain that you're feeling. And ghamarat you're in and out of consciousness. You're in and then you're out, you're in and then you're out. Imam Ahmed bin Humble, his son says that when my dad was dying, we were next to him. And that's why I was saying you need good people around you. We were next to him, saying, Kulla ilaha illallah. Kul la ilaha illallah. Say, la ilaha illallah. Say, la ilaha illallah. And my father, he was coming. Who is this? Ahmed bin Humble. He was coming in and out of consciousness. So when he would wake up, he would say, la, la. Ba'du, ba'du. He would say, no, no, later, later. No, no, later, later. So the son was like, oh my god, is this bad? Is this bad? Why is this important? Hold up. One of the things that's important to understand is that the most critical moment in our entire lives? Is this last moment as we leave the world? The most critical moment is this last moment. Everything is based on this last moment. In fact, the uh, Imam Imam Qurtubi he narrates, and I'm going to share this with you. Uh, Subhanallah. The Prophet said this, When you you got to picture yourself when you are at the moment of dying. قَعَدَ عِنْدَهُ شيطانان Two shaitans sit right next to you. واحد عن يميني One on the right side والآخر عن شماله حديث الرسول فَالَّذِي عَنْ يَمِينِ The one on your right side عَلَى abi Comes in the form of your dad. Looks just like your uh, baba. Right? يَقُولُ لَهُ يَا بَنِيَ إِنِّي كُنْتُ عَلَيْكَ شَفِيقًا Hey son, you know I loved you. Hey daughter, you know I loved you. You meant everything. You were everything to me. And you know what? I love you still. But I want you to know I died as a Christian. In my heart, you didn't know I was a Christian. The one on the left comes in the form of who then? Mother. Comes in the form of mother. Man, can you imagine at this moment of confusion, Like, you're in this transition, and at that moment, Shaytan pulls out all guns. He's like, I'm about to lose this soul forever. This soul is either going to go to the pleasure of God, or it's going to go with me. I'm going to do everything I can. So it goes to your deepest attachment. Whoever you had that deepest attachment to, who you looked up the most to in your life, comes in that form and says, you know what? We were on the wrong track. I'm telling you right now, as you pass away, leave Islam. You know how hard that must be? He's coming hard. He's coming strong. And so that's why. That's why. And it goes forward. SubhanAllah. So, Ya Bani, Kana The mother goes, Yo, you were in my womb. Wa leka You drank from my breast. Ma Fakhid, Laka you You laid in my lap. But you know, I didn't die as a Muslim. I didn't die as a Muslim. So this is why the Prophet so like, yo, how am I going to survive that? This is why the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, إلا إلا What are we supposed to do? Laying in that bed right there. Everyone from the family is around that person. What are they saying? Not even Qul. Because Qul, if I tell you in this world to do something, if I tell my boy to do something, he will not do it. But if I just do it, right? So the scholars say, don't even say, say, but rather just say la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah. illallah." And and one of the scholars says, through that, the person who's going in and out seeing the shayateen, they realize the truth. They're like, no, 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 no. So I was telling you about Imam Ahmed. Remember, shaytan comes hardest at this moment. Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal is on his deathbed. His son is right there. La ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah. And his father, he keeps coming in and out of consciousness and he's like, la, no. He's just saying no, no, not yet, no, not yet. So finally he gains full consciousness and um, his son Abdullah, he goes, Baba, what was wrong? We were saying la ilaha illallah and you, you kept saying no. He goes, no, no, no. I wasn't seeing you. And this is the important part about this moment. This is the moment when the Akhirah starts to be visible. Remember, at this moment, we're right in between the point where the ghaib, please pay attention to this, this is heavy. The ghaib, what does ghaib mean? Unseen. This is the moment where the curtain is being lifted. That curtain of unseen is being lifted. That's why the Prophet said, when is the last moment for Tawbah? When's the last moment you could do Tawbah? what does that mean as the angels and we're going to get there in a moment as the angels reach into this person and start to pull the soul up once the soul reaches the throat just like you say gargle came from the arabic right it reaches the throat at that point the person they they stop seeing this dunya and they start seeing only akhira at that moment when that curtain is lifted no more toba that's it That's it right there. You've walked into the Akhirah. Why can't you do Tawbah? Because the test was to believe without seeing. Now you can see. You see the angels, you're like, oh, yeah. La ilaha illallah. (laughs) Angels like, yeah, of course. Like, come on. That was hard. Nah. The point is to believe when you can't see. And right at that moment as they start. So uh, Imam Ahmed bin Hanbo goes, no. I I was hearing Shaytan say to me you've made it you've made it you've made it you've been successful you're amazing you're so great and that's a moment you don't want to be trusting on yourself you want to be trusting on Allah so he didn't want to be deluded, like yeah I'm the man I'm Imam Ahmed I made it so he's like la la not yet not yet not yet you know those students that are hardcore students they keep like studying, like past the exam, and like, like they keep. You're like, yo, it's done. You're like, no, nah, not yet, not yet. Was there another assignment due? Was there one? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta assess the 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 the, the, the what's it called when you do the joint? Assess the class. Uh, who does that, right? Like, right? They gotta do everything. So, so this person who's who's used to it, they wanna accomplish everything. They wanna go after everything. So Imam Ahmed's like, no, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet and that's what he was responding to so the prophet said he said sit around so the first thing the prophet said him, he said is sit around the dying person إلا إلا sit around the dead person and just say la ilaha illallah imam kurtubi goes huh, look by you doing that you are pushing away these shayateen pushing away these shayateen wa inna shaytan ma min ibn in He's the closest as that moment. And by you saying, La, il- la ilaha illallah, you're pushing, the, pushing this sh- shaitan away from this person. So, going forward, let's continue reading this, uh, this last moment, though. And picture yourself in this moment as we read it. He goes, Oh, you who have been deceived, picture yourself. Nafsak, imagine yourself. The pangs of death have started to come. You're laying on that bed, your own child is sitting next to you. Your wife, everyone. The, the moaning from the pain is coming. Everyone's talking about different stuff. Yo, he left the inheritance. He he took care of this. Da da She did this. His money is taken care of there. You're leaving the world, and they're already setting stuff up. Somebody's like, Yo, he can't talk anymore. She can't talk. She can't talk. She can't talk. She can't talk. فَلَا And all of a sudden now, you, you start to not recognize the people around you. He said, It's as if I can see you. تَسْمَعَ khitab You hear it now. You hear everything clear. The people around you talking to you. But you can't speak to them. You're leaving. Your daughter is right there, Baba. We love you. You can't say a word. Wifey's right there. I love you. You can't say a word. You're leaving. And then your own son sitting next to you. He starts to weep. My dad's dying. My dad's dying. وطتضرع. He's breaking down. ويقول وط... ويقول your son, what is he saying? Habibi أَبِي My dad. My Dad, my, you know, we always see Baba, Baba strong, yo. And now you see Baba just laying there, right, leaving. Who's going to take care of us after him? Man hajati. You know, when, when you someone you love is passing away, you start thinking of everyone, everything. Like, Man, who's going to make dua? We, when our grandma was passing, we, we, we literally were like, who's going to make dua for us now, man? She used to make dua for her. Who's going to make dua for us? Wallahi, he says, and you. Picture yourself. Anta kalam. You hear everything everyone in the room is saying. But you can't. You can't say anything. Now we talked about the last moment being the most critical moment. And Imam Kurtubi on page 192, he talks about this. He talks about something that all of us need to be very careful about. The word in Arabic is suul khatima. An evil ending. Yo. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, This is a hadith in Sahih Muslim, page 192 of the book. A person will do the actions of the people of Jannah for a long time. You have the masjid, Hajj, everything, sadaqah, all these things. Tumma but then the seal comes and the last action becomes the action of the people of the hellfire the rajul, And then on the other side, a person, whole life, just, just astray, man, just lost. But something in their heart, man, they loved Allah. There was something deep down. Until the last moment comes and they become the people of the people of Jannah. And this is why the Prophet used to make a dua, and I want all of y'all to know this dua, please. Ya muqallibul Qulub, O turner of hearts, you know how we are, we flip, we wish, you know, what's the word? Like, huh? Wishy-washy, right? القلوب, like the word in Arabic is قلب. it means heart. But the, the verbal form means something that flips all the time. You know what I mean? Like the way we are, I see you five minutes ago, you all happy. I walk back in the room, you like, you all mad at me and stuff, right? I'm like, yo, hate them, what happened? Oh, nothing, I'm good. Like our hearts change quick. That's the nature of us. The Prophet taught us a dua. Ya al Kulub, Oh, the one who changes hearts, please make my heart firm on this deen. Because that last moment, subhanAllah, Imam Kurtubi, I don't, I don't want to go through this because I want to move forward. Imam Kurtubi goes, he lists like three stories. He says, how many people have we witnessed on their deathbed? They're laying there. We're surrounding them. They're moving to that next transa- next transition. And we're next to them and what do we say la ilaha illallah and all they're doing is accounting divide this by this divide that by this add this remainder this that add this thing on sell this stock trade this this thing the shares are at this much they're like say la ilaha illallah but all they're saying is what whatever they were addicted to and doing all their life in the dunya crossover this that whatever pull up fade Right? That's all. That, they're at the, at the moment, they're passing away. Everyone's like, la 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 And he's like, all they're doing is counting. All they're doing is counting money. All they're doing is playing a sport. Listen, this is the key. This is the key. I don't care what extracurricular activity you're into, make sure that thing doesn't take over your heart. Because when you get to that elderly age, that's all that comes out. That's all that comes out. Have you ever seen a person in senility? They go back to whatever it was that they did their whole life. They go back. And so at this moment, as we're transitioning, Imam Qurtubi lists multiple stories of people who, in that moment, as people said, la ilaha illallah, all they could say were the things that they were doing back throughout their whole dunya. What does it mean? Oh, we do nothing except beat it at the masjid, read Quran? they? know You do all the extra activity, but don't let that thing overcome your heart. That's all you think about. And some of us, that's how it is, that's, that's it. It's as if that's all life is about. And so that's what comes out at the end. And that's why to me, I said it a thousand times, you heard it, I got in a car accident when Klausen was just born, and sitting next to me was my ace. you know what an ace is? No? Good friend, sitting right next to me. The car hit us, bow, hard. The moment the car hit, you know what my man said? Allah, right? We got, I got the kids out the car. We ran to the curb, car was on fire. Everything calmed down. I said, yo, bro, yo, I love you, man. He said, man, what you talking about, what's up? I said, do you know what you just said when the car hit us? He's like, what are you talking about? See, see, it wasn't even here because it was here. And that's why a few weeks ago, I was talking about the importance of thicker, man. The older generation knew about dhikr. When you're just in the car driving, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, when you're saying it, realize this is what's going to come out over there. And that transition, that's what's going to come out. If lyrics are the only thing you're saying while you're driving, you might be worried Jay-Z coming out when you're dying, bro. <laughs> Funny but scary, yo. The only thing coming out, these little like meme songs that always come, that stick in our head. Right? That's all that's coming out. Why is she singing that? It's in her heart. So, so as we make this transition, he talks about the importance of husnul khatima. And that's a good ending, good leaving the world. And you may say to me, how can I control how I die? Exactly. You control how you live. It could come anytime. So get all the other stuff out that is overcoming your heart. So that at least in that tough moment, that's what's come, what comes out, is, is that relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah give us tawfiq. Okay, so let's continue forward. So this last moment, we talked about the importance of the last moment and the difficulty of the last moment. Now we have to move forward to the nazaa, um, which is the pulling, um, the souls actually uh, coming out. Let's look at this, Inshallah. Allahu Akbar. So he says, on page 121, 120, uh, باب لا حتى يبشر وأنه يسعد بها So here we go. The souls are being pulled out. Whether it's a, a, a disbeliever or a believer in Allah. The souls are being pulled out. And the narration says When the life is now ending, terminating, it's over now. We're actually reaching that moment of transition ja'ahu al the angel of death now comes Salamu alayka it's just ka normally when we meet each other we go Salamu alaykum cuz you got angels with you i'm saying salam to everybody you know what i mean I hate them. Salamu alaykum why cuz he's like three people no cuz the angel angel him alaykum but right now angel of death ain't worried about those other angels it's just you so he says, Angel of Death goes, As-salamu alayka. Hey you, Mikael. Ya wali Allah. Ah. Ya wali Allah, O oh friend of Allah. Allahu yakra'u alayka as-salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Salam to you, yo. Allah says, Salam. And then the angel begins to pull. Begins to pull the soul. The Prophet ﷺ said, Pay attention. Picture it right now. The angels come close. If it's a righteous person, The angels say, Come on. Oh, pure soul. Come on. Come on. You know, like when the child's trying to walk. Come on. Come on. كانت في الجسد الطيبة. You are a pure soul in a pure body. Come, come on, (inaudible) Uchrugi Hamida, come out, O praiseworthy one. Like they're amping you up because you were so good. It's over. You graduated. You graduated. You got the diploma. You're good. (inaudible) Bushra, Abashiri, be happy. Bir Rayhan, of pleasure and paradise. And, ravin, and we want you to know before you get to him, he's already happy with you. Your Lord is happy with you. He's not mad. They keep saying this as they pull the soul out. They don't say it one time because the soul is scared. You know, man, as a fathers in here know when that baby's coming out, it's like a pro, it, yo, yo, it's like push, okay. Come on, you walk the person through it, right? The doctor don't just be like, all right, you got this, go ahead. No, you help, you help the process. So these angels are helping the process. Come on, come on, come on. This world is beautiful on this side. It's, it's amazing over here. Come on, Allah is happy with you. You don't need to go back. Come on. The angels keep saying this until this, this, this soul is coming out. Now, this is where it gets lit. Then then the two angels, angel of death takes this soul, and some narrations say that the angel of death now hands over this soul to two other angels. Now, contrary to what many of us thought, at this moment the soul is taken up. Taken up. As it goes up, each door of the heavens is opened for it. But these doors don't open just for anyone. So, فيقالوا, As they reach a door, the, the angel that keeps that door and separates, he goes, Who's there at the other side? فيقولونا? The angels carrying, go, Yo, that's Mikael, son of such and such. فيقالوا, and on the other side, the angels go, Marhaban. Oh, Yo, come on in. We heard about you. You're the man, yo. Come on, come on. Uh, come on, come on. Come on in, Hamida. Be happy. Come on, yo. Come on. Until he goes up to the next one, and to the next one, to the next one, and we'll get to where he's going. But we got to look at the other side of the coin. Not everyone gets that same welcome, y'all. If it is a person who died in an evil state, man. The angels come. Ya, ya, you filthy soul, get out of here. Yank him out. You know, subhanAllah, yeah, I don't know, man, but sometimes the cops, they pull you out their car. Right? They pull you. Get over here. Yank you up. They're pulling him out. Pulling the soul. Pulling the soul. Pulling the soul. Ya, that was in a filthy body. Come out disgraced. I mean, they're speaking down. It's hard. It's harsh. But it has to wake us up because we don't want to be those people. It sounds so vile. It sounds so, but may Allah protect us. We want to give you glad tidings of boiling water and other punishments. They don't say it once. They keep saying it. Why? To rub it in, to rub it in, rub it in until he comes out. And he's given to these angels to bring, be elevated. They reach the first heavens. The angels knock at the door. We need to open up and take this soul up. The angels at the gate say, who's there? They get, oh, such and such, the son of such and such. They look at their list. Oh, him? Pshh. What? What do they say? La marhaban. Bro, you ain't welcome here. You got to pass through, but you're not welcome. La marhaban. No welcome here for you. Filthy soul in a filthy body. Then his soul is taken up. And then it comes back down to the grave. Let's keep going. There's more explanation of these events. Imam Bukhari, uh, he narrates that one time the Prophet said, Whoever loves to meet God, God loves to meet him or her. And whoever dislikes meeting Allah, Allah dislikes to meet them. When Aisha heard this hadith, she said, Ya Rasulullah, like, yo, none of us likes death. We all like are scared of death. And he said, no, 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 you don't understand. Laysa He goes, no, but the believer, when death comes and tells them about Allah's pleasure, laysa shay'in ahabba ilayhi. All he cares about is what's in front. Come on, help me. Let me go forward. Help me quick, quick, quick. That's why, you know, the believer, when they pass away, you, we don't wait long for janazah, right? Because the Prophet ﷺ said one of two things. If it's a pure soul, the soul is saying, please take me to my grave. Hurry up. I'm tired of the dunya. I graduated. I'm out of college. I'm done. And if it's a, if it's, if it's a wretched soul, the Prophet said, well, you want to get the dirt off your shoulders quick. Because you carry it here, right? Get it off quick. SubhanAllah. So this is what it means. مَنْ أحب الله أحب الله um, So going forward. Now, I want to talk more about um, this elevation, this elevation going up into the heavens. Imam. I- I- Imam Qurtubi brings this beautiful narration. Listen, this is amazing. Uh, chap- uh, page number 229. Ibn Wubarak narrates from one of the Sahaba, Abu Ayyub Ansari. قَالَ إِذَا Nafs نَفْسِ الْمُؤْمِنِ When the soul is taken of a believer, تَلَقَّاهُ Ahlur The soul is taken up. Now remember the previous narration we said we were elevating up. But what that narration didn't mention was the people that we, mention, we meet as we go up. So this narration says, as you go up into that first heaven, All of the people who passed away already who were believers, they start to come and meet you. They start to come and meet you. Like, like yo, dude just came in. Sister just came in. We haven't seen you in so long. The same way, when a glass, when in this world, when someone comes after being gone for a long time, you know, somebody walks in and we all like, yo, what's up? Everyone goes in, surrounds them. So this person is coming through the heavens, and the people who passed away already are all surrounding this person. They all swarm this person. These are people of Jannah. They glow and they look good. Their souls are beautiful. But now they got mad questions because you just came back from there. We ain't been there for a minute. So all of the people from in Jannah, they're asking this person questions. Some people are like, yo, let him, he's tired, chill out, back up, y'all, give him some space. But still people asking questions. shadid. He just went through something hard right now. Y'all remember what it was like? But the prophet said, They're like, whatever, you got all eternity to rest. So they say, yo, what happened to such and such? What happened to such and such? Like, you know, you, know, you got the auntie asking you about, you know, uh, this mamu, that mamu, this, uh, this, this cousin, that cousin. What happened? fulana? Man, auntie's still asking about marriage. <laughs> In Jannah, the auntie's still asking, did you get married yet? <laughs> man, no chill, yo. <laughs> no chill. These are the prophet's words, not mine, yo, not mine. He said, Abu Ayyub bin Sari says, they asked the sister, ha, ha, they asked, did such and such sister get married yet? I read that I started cracking up, man. <laughs> I started cracking up. Things don't change, you know what I mean? SubhanAllah. <laughs> now, this is crazy. But then they ask him about a person And uh, this person, he already died. Yup. So the person who just died, he's like, he already died, y'all. For everyone, they all, right then they go, Because if we didn't see him, that means somebody else saw him. And that means he ain't here. So immediately everyone was like, "Inna ilayhi raji'u." ذُهِبَ بِهِ إلَى أُمْهُ <الْهَوِيَة> They say, "Ah, he was taken to hellfire." Na'udh bilah, na'udh billah min darika. So, so this soul is taken up. Let's continue with the journey up, Subhanallah. So the narration continues. Uh, the Prophet ﷺ says, "Fayatuna bihi arwahul mu'minin." All of the souls, it's just another iteration of the same thing. All of the souls come, they're so happy because of this person that they haven't seen so long. And they start asking him questions about the dunya and what was going on. The narration then continues that then this person is taken up through each heaven. Now, at this point, Imam Kortubui brings another a number of narrations. Um, where is it going from this point? He says, Hasan Qabisi." The, the opinion of Ahl Sunnah, the opinion of Muslims is The angels take this soul up to right in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There it is, guys. Listen, man, I want to share something because we're going to end soon. The day of Qiyamah is called Qiyamah al-Kubra, the major Qiyamah. There's something called Qiyamah al-Sughra, the lesser Qiyamah. Do y'all know what that is? Death. Death. There was a narration, the Prophet someone asked him, Bedouins, they came, they said, Ya Rasulullah, when will the Day of Judgment happen? This is deep. The Prophet SallAllahu Alaihi Wasallam goes, you see this little boy here? There's a little boy in the gathering. If this boy reaches old age, all of y'all will have seen the qiyamah. What it means is not that the Day of Judgment was going to come. That they were going to die and the prophet said when you die qiyamah begins that's it like that's the beginning of it all when is the day of judgment when is the day of judgment no when you die that's it that's the beginning of it so excuse me so he says here for yes allah speaks to this soul if this soul is a righteous soul min He says, before you take this soul back to the... Now listen, I want all of y'all to understand. All of this is happening before the body's even washed. Once the body is washed, because we're going to... And now we'll pick it up next week. Once the body is washed, the soul is already back in the body. So that by the time the body is being placed in the grave, the soul is there. So all of this is happening from the moment someone passes away until the body is being washed. Right? So, what does he say? He, the narration says that. Biha wa wa aruha minal Take this person and show them where they're going in Jannah. Just show they can't enter yet. They gotta wait till Qiyamah. It ain't time yet. It ain't open yet. But they can see it. They can see it. This is up until the time when the mayyat is washed. And the shroud is put on, then the soul has to come back to the body. And it's placed back in. Now, when this body is being carried, we're walking out the masjid. You're on our shoulders. You, you are on our shoulders. Now you hear us. You hear us carrying you, speaking about you. Man, It's a good brother, man. Man, y'all used to read Quran. He used to help people so much, man. He, you can hear them. Low key, some people when they leave the world, a lot of people like, man. Right? Don't be that person. Don't be that person. SubhanAllah. They pray janazah on him, they place him in his grave, his, his soul comes back. And then we move on to the next part where the angels come and they speak to him. So I think we can stop here, inshallah ta'ala. Um, the, 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 this is truly medicine for our souls. We live in such a, um, you know, I was meeting, um, I think it was Zaid. I was meeting Zaid after the halakha, And I was like, yo, man. And Zaid said something to me. He's like, yo, man, we need this, yo. We need this. The topic is heavy. The topic is heavy because it's our mortality. But the reality is, the fitna outside is so intense. The, 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 the things pulling us away from Allah are so intense that as the sin increases, as the sickness increases, medicine got to go up too. And so we need these, these The Prophet didn't say, remember death. He said, do it a lot. Because, wallah, by the time next Wednesday comes, you're already back in the dunya. You come back next Wednesday, you're like, okay, ooh, yeah, perspective, all right. I'm working for Jannah, not the dunya. So may Allah give us tawfiq. Um, these are the first stages of this journey. Um, there are many more. So the objective is to go through the stages of death, all of those stages until Jannah and Naar. But I also want to go through the signs of qiyamah and qiyamah itself. Those are extremely important for us to understand, inshallah ta'ala. So. At this point, the person has been taken up. You know, for me personally, the thing that's beautiful to me is the best thing about graduation is all the people that's hugging you and there for you on graduation day. If you graduate, ain't nobody there, you kind of like, you know what I mean? They don't feel the same. And for me, when the narrations talk about the people meeting you, yo, what's up? You made it. You hear, it hits different, man. Is the, it, you know, the, like Sheikh I was just talking about who passed away. SubhanAllah, meeting you in Jannah, meeting you, like, yo, you made it, congratulations. Way to go. So, and, and what hits hard is when they say, we're such and such, and he goes, yo, he died before me. And everyone goes, man, because he, if he ain't here, he must be over there. So really heavy narrations for us to think about. um, And may Allah give us the ability to um, think more actively about our mortality and prepare for it. I heard one scholar say, whenever we even prepare for death, we start preparing for what's on this side of the death. Like make sure the stocks is in thing and make sure like the will is written. So we start preparing, but we prepare for what's on this side. But preparation is about preparing for what's on that side. So get your Salat together, man. Get your Dhikr together. Get your charity together. Get your relationship with people together. Because this is what it means to prepare for death. May Allah give us tawfiq, inshallah. That- Are there any questions in the big room? It's kind of hard to get questions. Any questions before we stop? Yeah.
0: The other souls are already back in their bodies,
2: though. Yeah, I was thinking about that as well. Um, the question is, um, there seems to be a bit of confusion because now our soul goes back to the grave, but who, where are these souls that are meeting us there, right? Wallahu alam. I don't know. I think a lot of times we try to do qiyas. OK, let me break this down. There's a principle that you, you can't analogize the akhirah onto um, onto onto dunya, like oh if, if if in dunya you can't be in two places at once, then in jannah you must not be able to be at two places in once. That's a fallacy, because the rules there don't apply to the rules here, right? So you applied a rule of this world to there. You were like oh they're there they can't be there too. I was like well how did you just make that rule? Where'd you get the where'd you get that from? You know what I'm trying to say? So I don't know the answer, but the first thing that comes to my mind is like you're pulling from this world to apply to that. You know what I mean? Oh, how could there be colors I've never seen? Because the whole spectrum of the rainbow is this. I'm like, yo, bro. like, <laughs> It's 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 aynun ra'at wala la samiyat. It's what no eye has seen, no ear has heard. So uh, there's a different paradigm. There's different rules, different physics, right? So, Wallahu <laughs> A'lam. I hope that helps, inshaAllah. All right, jazakallah khair. Let's make a short du'a, inshaAllah. Bismillah, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdulillahi rabbil Ya Allah, whatever we have learned, we ask you to give us the ability to act upon it, ya arhamar rahimin. Ya Allah, we ask you to protect us from being heedless and make us people and believers who are aware. People are conscious of every moment that we have and we use it to gain closeness to you, ya Allah. Sins, ya arhamar rahimin. Ya Allah, forgive our sins and elevate our status, ya Allah. Ya Allah, those of us who have lost loved ones, ya Allah, we ask you to forgive their sins and elevate their status, ya Allah. Ya Allah we ask you to give sabr to those who have lost loved ones ya Allah make it easy for them ya rahimin ya Allah ya Allah we are weak ya Allah ya muqallibal kulub thabbit qulubana ala ta'atik o oh, make our heart firm on la ilaha illallah subhana rabbika rabbil izati amma yasifun wa salamun alal Walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin